day 76. Uh, welcome to the Windows Image Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we want to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to see God, not primarily ourselves. And so we pick up here in 1 Kings chapter 5. All right. Uh, and yeah. The building of the temple. And I want to say like, Stuff. this is super big, right? This is one of the um, mm. main organizing themes of the entire Bible, right? Right, Like literally from Genesis 1 to Revelation, the idea of God dwelling with his people yeah. in whatever form that would take right. is one of the end goals of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Graham Goldsworthy in his book, Gospel and Kingdom, is going to have this like three-layered grid wherever you are in the Bible to be able to locate yourself, right? So mm. think of this as a compass. Um, and he says, the Bible is all about this. God's people- yeah. In God's place, submitting to God's rule. Yeah. And to the extent that they do that, they enjoy God's blessing. Oh, right? wow. So, and that's God's kingdom, he's saying. Adam and Eve. Like that, yeah. God's people, God's place, Eden, that was where God met with them sure. to the extent they obeyed his rule. Yeah. They enjoyed him. They disobeyed. Where were they? They were then expelled, sent out, right? Yeah. Of the... Yeah, 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 garden. And then it goes to the promised land is God's place. And then, mm. all right, where's God's place when they're wandering in the wilderness? It's the tabernacle. That's where they come to meet with God. Yeah. And now the kingdom is here. Yeah, the end David's of land. like, yo, God, I've got this big kingdom. Yeah. And you're out back in a tent. God, I want you to have a big house. And yeah. God's like, no, 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 David, that's not for you. It's for your son. Mm, your and Solomon is yeah. like, all right, God, yeah. your place. Yeah. And now the temple's being built. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's so good, too, because I, I, I'll wait. I'll wait. Jump to the New Testament. But yeah, it's crazy that, um, you know, this is the continuing of the Davidic covenant. All right. So right. in this first Kings, you have the Mosaic covenant right. and the, the Davidic covenant playing out. The Mosaic covenant is what the people, the kings will be judged by. Yeah. So if they live in light of the Mosaic covenant, yeah. they did what was right in the Lord's sight. Right. They don't evil in the Lord's sight. Right. The king that they're going to be compared to right. is David. Right. Right. Because yeah. he's the paradigm king of Israel, even yeah. though he wasn't perfect. Uh. And so here, uh, Solomon was like, yeah, dog, my dad couldn't do it. I'm supposed to do it. It's on me. I got it. I got it. Right. And this promise is about to be realized before our eyes. And the what I really thought about just connecting this part with the last part was that the pinnacle of Sol Solomon's wisdom yeah. is him building a temple. Right. Because in Exodus, when they built the tabernacle, right. the spirit of the Lord came Filled on Filled people with wisdom. wisdom. Yep. So this is the pinnacle of Solomon's wisdom to create a dwelling place for God. And that just goes to show our wisdom is not even primarily about or for us. It's for us to show off the glory of God. Look at how split Solomon is, though. All right. And then we're yeah. going to get into the temp temple. He is. Yeah. The last time God filled his sp people with wisdom, hear this, and the desire to do it. Hmm. So Moses said, yo, mm -hmm. y'all give just if you want to, but if you don't, it's hmm, fine. God's it. going to take care of it. Right. God gave Solomon wisdom, but then he's like, oh, nah. Forced labor. He mm. shifts. I'm going to inside. And so here, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, he's starting to act more like Pharaoh mm. than most. And you you see the split inside of him. Yeah. And, and Dr. Not Jekyll, just, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> and not just this split there, but at the 
end of chapter six, when he's done, it says this, y'all, he built God's temple in seven years. Seven years. Whew. That sounds like a lot of time. Then chapter seven starts off and it's Palace. like, hey, now I'm about to build my house. 13. 13 years. Yeah. And you see, David had this big concern. God, my heart is overflowing with praise and thanks mm. for you. I want to build this house for you. Um, and God says, no. And Solomon loved God, but he also loved idols and a bunch of other things. And so here's where we see like... In this conflicted heart, and I think this even says something about the idolatry that sometimes we find in our heart, um, mm. you know, it's never a 50-50 split. Wow. If our hearts are ever split between God and something else, mm. um, it's usually the something else that gets the bigger half. Wow. Right? And so you have mm. just this, yeah, this weird, just blend in Solomon mm. and I think it's discouraging until you read chapter 8 mm. and as you read the 8th chapter mm. and he sings this praise to God right don't get so caught up in the details and the marks and all that stuff that you miss out on it in mm. chapter 8 right the phrase that you're gonna continue to hear is God may you hear and forgive mm -hmm. when we sin yeah we want this to be a meeting place, God, so that we can pray and cry out and you can hear and forgive. Mm. When we as a nation are defeated because of our sin, mm. can we come here and cry out and you hear and forgive? When we experience famine because of the idolatry, yeah. God, will you hear and forgive? Uh, when the foreigner comes and pleads, will you mm. hear them? God, when we go out to battle, will you hear and grant us victory and yeah. then in 46 through the end god when we're exiled out mm. of this land because we fail mm. would you hear and forgive mm. the temple what makes it so important mm. um is because we need this place to be able to meet with god yeah to ask for forgiveness and mm. grace a place where we can experience yeah god's mercy and in some ways mm. It even sheds light on the fact why God didn't want um, an exemplary man like David to build it, but more half-hearted man like mm. Solomon mm. to build it. So yeah. that as clearly as we saw Solomon's yeah. half-hearted devotion to God, we could be reminded that yeah. even those that find ourselves mm. split between things can still meet with the Lord at the temple that he's provided. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, man, it's so much we could say about the temple. Um, but I, I just think that it really represents that, you know, there's this concept in theology that God is transcendent, yeah. but he's also imminent, yeah. right? So he's transcendent in that he's royal, he's dignified, he's has control over everything, he's far above us. Yeah. But at the same time, he's imminent, meaning he is present, right? Mm. He's with his creation and his people mm. in an intimate way. Mm. And because of the elaborate nature of the temple yeah. and the Ark of the Covenant being there, yeah. right? We know that's his throne. That's where God uh, dwells because he's uh, exalted as king. Yeah. But also it represents him being with us, him being Emmanuel, mm. right? God with us. And he wants to have a relationship with us. And he's ultimately done that in Jesus, bro, who, like you said... 
we the beauty of being on this side of the cross is that we don't have to travel the israelites had to travel so far to the temple right right regardless of where they live to meet with god yes and it's like if we've trusted in christ he is the temple right Right. we can meet with him wherever so whenever we sin whenever we fall short whenever we mess up we just go straight to jesus yeah right yeah you know and then paul's gonna take that a step yeah further and say yo now that christ lives in you your body is the temple like we meet with god yeah Wherever we are. Here. Yep. And then Paul's going to say he's going to refer to the church. As the temple. As the temple, that there's something the special household of God. about gathering with the people of God. We are God's house. To meet yeah. with God. We are God's house. And that's Plural. part yeah. of why he's going to, um, in 1 Corinthians, why he's going to talk to the this church uh, uh, about pettiness and division that exists amongst them because he's saying, no, we are the temple Mm -hmm. and whoever lends or fosters to this unity is committing the same crime as somebody that tried to go back there and to tear down the temple. It's a capital offense. God doesn't want that for us. He wants a unified body in a place where, where, where we meet with him. Absolutely. And the beauty of that is it even goes further that one day mm. the whole earth will be God's God. temple. It Amen. will be the new Jerusalem where we meet with the Lord every single day and with one another and where we have complete freedom from sin, our enemies and all that would deter us from the one that God. Amen. Amen.